Hello and welcome back to Create School Radio. We're heading back over to St. David's and Greystones for more student podcasts. We hope you enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome to the UFC Punchline Podcast with your hosts Liam Dooley and Jake Carroll. Today we will be discussing the upcoming UFC 294. It's time! So, Jake, the main event for UFC 294 is Islam Makachev versus Charles de Bronx Oliveira. So, we will be talking about how we both differ in our opinions on how this fight is going to end. I think Islam Makachev will take the win and Jake, I think Charles de Bronx will win by knockout. Alright, so Jake, let's get straight into it. Why do you think Charles de Bronx Oliveira is going to win? Personally, I think that Islam Makachev will lose because yes, he is better at jiu-jitsu, he is better at wrestling, but Charles Oliveira has the hands to win this. He's going to knock him out standing up in the second round. Now, see, I would disagree with you here because Charlotte de Bronx might have the most finishes in the UFC, but the vast majority of those finishes are from submissions. Uh, do you think Charles de Bronx has the heat on the ground to submit Islam Makachev, who is one of the best wrestlers in the UFC? I do love De Bronx, but I think he um, does not have the ability to stand against Islam on the ground. That's why he's going to be smart, and he's going to hit him to the head so many times that by the time he gets him on the ground, he's already knocked out. Well, see, why wouldn't why didn't Charles De Bronx do that in the first fight, which Islam Makachev won via submission? The only reason he won via submission is because he had on his side Khabib Nurmagomedov who is no longer on his side. Yes, he is still Dagestani, but he will lose. Now, we all know a good coach is very helpful, but I wouldn't chalk the entire win up to just his coach. I would say he won because he's better at wrestling, he's much better at getting all the submissions down, and to be honest, I think he's better on the feet as well. Yeah, to be honest... He's going to knock him out in the second round because he does not have the hands to win. Whereas De Bronx, yes, he's mainly a jiu-jitsu fighter. He does not have the wrestling ability like Islam. But he has the hands to knock out in the second round. So I suppose we're never going to reach a, an agreement on who will win this fight. But I suppose we will see on October 21st by the pay-per-view on uh, UFC.com. When Charles Oliveira will knock out that Dagestani fighter who's the only real reason he's winning is because of his coach, Khabib. Disagree with you, but uh, that's all for now, folks. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank Ciao. you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> On today's episode of the Greystones Goss, we're talking about the one and only Emma Cromley, otherwise known as Miss Cromley, a second-year school teacher in St. David's Holy Faith. She teaches religion and music, but maybe she doesn't just teach music and religion. Maybe she... I heard a rumour.
back to the Grace Hens Goths. Our names are Mia, Finn, and Lucy. And today we are talking about a teacher in our very own school called Emma Conley. We heard from a little birdie that there's more to Miss Conley than what meets the eye. She isn't just a plain old secondary school teacher, she has a past in the film industry. It's not what you think now. She was an actress, but she sure did have a part to play in some famous movies and video games, such as Assassin's Creed, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and The Old Guard. Do you recognise that song? Miss Connolly helped compose that song and played in the band. That's all for today, Gospers. Tune in next week to the Greystones Goths to get more intel on your fellow Greystonians. Let's hope you don't headline the next episode. Welcome to the Game Gurus podcast with Sean, Fiona and Paddy. Today we will be analysing Galatasaray versus uh, Manchester United in a top of the pool clash in the Champions League. And the game kicks off. Here we go. Manchester United versus Galatasaray, second round of Champions League. Casemiro. Straight into oh, the it. Ball. Straight into it. We're going, Rashford. Rashford. Oh. Oh. oh, what a goal. Let's what just go. bring that what back, though. What Let's bring goal. that back. Who was we that? We see that the run. Is nice. That pass is nice. Look nice. here, look oh. here. Who's that Hoyland? Oh, we see Hoyland behind Alison Sanchez about five yards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's a to get the, there. The pace. So oh, what a goal. Oh, it is Just there. Oh. Let's the ball hit his head, and it's 1 0 to Man United. Great, Great goal from pass from United as well. Mbashi. It's a good there start. Go. Long ball from Sanchez. Oh. 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 We touch it oh. down. Oh, when he bounces. And it's one all. Another horrible goalkeeping. All right, let's just stop it there. Let's just stop it there. No, not there. There. Oh, you're there, 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 yeah. Let's have a look at is Onana, it? first of all. Onana. Where Onana. is he? Where is he? He's Re- sleeping. Could we come and claim usual. that yeah, as yeah. it's bouncing? But more importantly, look at Diego Dalla here. Oh, Dalla. Look at the strength from Zaha. Oh, he, he does get unlucky with the finish. deflection. What a finish, to be fair. But he could do the body strength of Dalla Zaha. should do better It's there. just too much to hold him off. Okay, pass and play from United by the ball. Go touch. Into Rashford. Oh, plays it back. Oh, oh is that Hoyland? Hoyland drops. Oh, it's, what a goal, Hoyland. Hoyland, two goals. What a goal. Great play. What a draw. Is he off, though? Oh, it could be offside. I think he was. Oh, I think he was. Offside. It's a great piece of movement it's and skill. It's one all again. Oh, it was offside. Hoyland driving again. Hoyland with the pace. Oh, great finish. Oh, what great a finish. Goal, but let's just, let's just bring this back to this pass here mm-hmm. by Rodriguez. I know he's just on, but it's behind Sanchez, oh, what which Sanchez makes doing? him slip. Oh. Sanchez maybe could have been on the balls of his feet. Don't take anything away from the finish and the run, but... Yeah, yeah, the run was very good. I think Galatasaray put themselves in that situation. Sloppy. Oh. Galatasi on the front foot right here. Good ball what a ball, what a ball. And a finish. Oh, what a finish. That's just great play from Galatasi. It's a great goal, but let's just stop <gasps> it. Let's just stop it there. We see here, we've got one, two, three Man United, four even Man United players just marking that one. 
Casemiro's too slow to get back and take his man, and he pays the price. It's just sloppy play. It's a great United. touch and finish. Nothing the keeper can finish do. Finish right in the corner, there yeah. There you go. Oh, oh Nana. Nana plays it right. Penalty. Oh, penalty. penalty. Oh, penalty. Oh. Oh. It's just a look happy. Not look happy any. Oh, oh he's he misses missed it. the penalty. What is a card he doing? The card, you got to do better than that, my friend. Oh, Hold on, let's just stop it there. Amrabat. He's facing the wrong way, tries to play a reverse pass over the top to no one. They're a man down at the midfield when he could just play it back to the keeper. I know he's not high in confidence, but you can still give him the ball. And he's going to win it back. He's onside. Oh, this could be a goal. Oh, let's stop it there. Again, again, let's look at him. Let's have a look. Horrible positioning. Oh, no, no. So, you know, what do you think of his oh, position? Oh, and he's like, what is he doing? He's, he's sleeping he's as down. per he's usual. Down. He's on the floor before the <laughs> before he's even shot. taken the shot. Great finish, though, but he, I think he scuffed it at the same time. I don't think he was Maybe. fully confident. So but he didn't, I like the way he didn't like, let the penalty miss get to his head. Exactly. He kept yeah, going, good. and yeah. he ended up winning the game for Galatasaray. Yeah. It ends 3-2 to Galatasaray. United out. United. United, bottom of the group, Galatasaray, making progress. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, welcome to the Geezer's Corner podcast. My name's Oscar Lane, and we also have Sally Bonner, Alton Moore. Um, and the topic we'll be discussing today is drumroll, please. Equal pay in football. In light of recent events, we're going to be talking about the pay gap in the men's World Cup and the women's World Cup. So, Alton, what are your opinions on this? Um, so personally, for me, I'm a, a staunch advocate for uh, equal, pay, equal pay between uh, men and women uh, in the, the national game. Um, really, like the, the standard of uh, football is so good now that there's uh, there's no excuse for for the FA to be. Uh, dis- uh, if I may uh, butt in there, Olton, but like. In my opinion, I think the stand. I have to disagree with you there. Uh, with the standard of football, as um, the men do, the standard is a lot higher than the women's, and it is more popular around the world. Um, so, in light, so like as a result of that, uh, the pay gap is what it should be. Yeah, Oscar, I really do agree with you there. I actually couldn't disagree with Alton more. So. Basically, the, the men and the women are both paid out of the pool, which is a percentage of what the, the World Cup makes. And for the men, this pool is a lot, lot higher. And they're actually getting paid a smaller percentage of the total revenue of what the World Cup makes. So I think that says, that says enough, to be honest. I, I see what your point is, but uh, I, I think just like this, the, uh, the amount they're making is, is so small that... Um, I think it's just worth it to um, 
to be moving forward uh, with the world and, and uh, just to make a, a point to the world that you know the the FA is a, a gender equal organisation um, because really it's not making a difference to either of these uh, how small the pay is. Uh, yes, Sultan. But then the truth is, if we do increase the percentage that we get of the dough. You'd understand that the men's football is a lot, lot better than what you see in the women's game. Uh, personally, Sarlia, uh, when you're talking about, you, I, I, you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I don't know how you can say that when you're talking about the Saudis. Like, what has that got to do with anything now, realistically? <laughs> but uh, okay, guys. Okay, guys. Keep the peace here. Keep the peace here. Okay, okay. <laughs> Look, I'm calm, Alton. I'm calm. I'm not sure what's going on with you, but I'm very calm. I'm not angry at all. I'm just saying that the women's football is nowhere near as good as the men's. If I asked you to name five women's football players, would you be able to do that for me? Of course I would now. I'm uh, not in, in the position to do that right now. But because uh, it's a podcast now, and we're sticking to the topic, aren't we? But, uh... uh sorry, also, um, that is part of the topic, so you may want to answer there. If, uh, uh, personally, uh... So we've got, uh... Obviously, I'm, I'm an Arsenal supporter, so I, I can name the whole squad, but we, we got, uh, Alicia Russo... Uh, Katie McCabe, Ella Toon, um, Alex Greenwood, uh, and I could go on really. Look, what are you wearing your socks, mate? What are you wearing right now on, on your feet? What are you wearing on your feet? Shoes. Shoes, yeah, shoes. <laughs> That's incredibly disrespectful, mate. I, I honestly don't think, I, I think we, this is not fit for a podcast right now. Um, so I'll get this back onto the topic. Uh, with Oscar here. Okay, guys, I thought that got a bit heated there, but uh, there's uh, some good points said by both sides. But I do have to say uh, that there is a good reason for the men's soccer being paid more than the women's. And I'm sorry, Ulta, but I will have to agree on Sarlia's side. Yes, come on. <laughs> sorry, I'd like to uh, refrain from. Uh... Uh, to conclude this podcast, um, no, no. men's football should be paying more than women's, and that's how it should be. Thank you no. for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, you're, you're supposed to be a bit important. Okay, thank you. Thank you, uh, Alton. You won't be uh, you won't be uh, named on the show ever again. Thank you very much. Try talk with your hosts. Uh, say hi, Kate McAdam. Hi. Say hi, Roisin O'Connor. Hi. And me, Travis O'Farrell. Today we're going to be introducing ourselves and learning a bit more about each other. Uh, we asked ChatGPT if they could give us some questions, and the one that we wanted to ask is if you were granted a year off with unlimited resources and no responsibilities, what would you do with your time, and how do you think it would change you? I'm going to ask Kate that first. Well, if I was granted a year off, I'd probably start by buying a lot of books. Fair. A lot and a lot of books and <laughs> getting a nice library. Ooh. And then I would probably go on some social change mission, probably try and solve world hunger, solve mm. the energy crisis. I think it would definitely change me because I'd 
first of all, probably be quite greedy and then try and help other people. What about you, Roisin? Uh, I personally think that if I had the unlimited resources and with no responsibilities, um, I would organise some form of a animal rescue shelter. Love. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, it would change me in a way that I think would humble me by understanding what these animals have gone through and just how horrible their lives have been. I thought you'd buy a horse and ride off into the distance. Oh, oh, I yeah. might That's get what a, the the I might like, you know, rescue a horse, get a great bond with it, and then, then adopt it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I'll answer it, yeah. I think I feel like I would want to just raise awareness for so many things. Even like little things like funding heritage railways which is such a silly thing but something that i think we need to do because of course i do um but also just raising awareness for mental health of so many people is something that i would try and do would i go off and have a party absolutely the first thing i'm doing is going on a cruise having a having a ball rent a cruise like a giant cruise like ship like a whole cruise ship whole year the it's cruise a whole ship. cruise ship the whole, whole cruise year ship. A whole, on a cruise the whole year <laughs> on a cruise ship for like a week that would be great. It would be so it's like good. An amazing idea, really. It would be amazing. I'm sorry, it would be. Okay, okay. But <laughs> that brings us. This brings us to the end of part one. Pause. Wait, how is it? Pause. <sighs> that brings us to part two. Where I, I wanted to talk about our music tastes. Just because I think we all have very different music tastes here. And I think we just need to discuss that, that considering how close we are. Now, Kate, what is your music taste? My music taste is a bit of an odd one, if you guys know me. Yeah, It's going to have to be grime and rap. <sighs> English grime and rap, to be precise. <laughs> very specific. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's going to have to be that. Um... You wouldn't think it from my personality no. or no, how I present myself. But yeah, I love it. Just drum and bass, grime, so good. What about you, Roisin? Uh, it would have to be country. You know, old classical, bad joes, harmonicas. Country gal. Country gal. Country gal. Country gal through Country roads take her home. <laughs> and you, Charles? See, I'm really basic. I'm like, I'm a sucker for just general pop and anything that comes off of that like indie pop, folk pop, all of those things I, I really love and I just think there's such variety in all of them and I just think that we can get so much out of them. Who's your favourite artist in that category? For me, it's gonna have to be Bugsy Malone or Bad Boy Chilicrim. Those are names. They are certainly <laughs> names and if you know there, them... There are some names. Yeah, go listen to them then. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I would probably have to say Kylie Morgan, although a lot of people would say she's a lot more on the pop side of country. But that's like two or three mm, of her Taylor songs. Swift. Yeah, that kind of way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say Kylie Morgan. I mean, currently, oh, that's hard because again, like as I said, it's such a broad category. I think currently, of course, Olivia Rodrigo just released a new album that she has been so immensely popular with that I feel like she's there as well as I don't know I feel like a lot of like the classics 
that artists, like a lot of classic artists for the like past two decades as well come up. Just like Beyonce and Rihanna, you know. You know. Yeah. We know, yeah. We know. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about there? No. No, I don't think so. But I think, think we're running out of time for today. Oh, no. So I think that brings us to the end. Thank you guys for listening to Try Talk. Thank you for Try Talk. I'm Travis. I'm Roshi. And I'm Kate. And thank you for listening. And welcome. You're listening to Popcorn Opinions. I'm your host, Joseph Lynn, and with me as a co-host is Finn Langren. Hi guys, I'm excited to um, debate and discuss some movies. Alright Finn, it's good to have you here. Why don't you tell us about your movie? Um, the movie I've chosen is Shutter Island. It, the main actor in it is Leonardo DiCaprio, and the movie is basically about the, um, the man going into the mental asylum, but he doesn't know this, and he, his whole life is like an illusion, and he believes that he is trying to escape, and he thinks he's right. But um, I won't spoil the ending, but... Um, I see, I see. So just a question here, is it like a horror movie? What kind of genre are we talking here? It's a bit of a thriller and it's quite tense at sometimes. Yeah. Very good, sounds good. All right, Joseph, so what's the movie that you've chosen today? My movie, it's a classic, Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood. It's about a man called Walt. His, all his family's a bit estranged from him. They don't see him too often. He doesn't get along with them and Clint Eastwood plays Walt and it's about when his neighbour who's like a teenager tries to steal his 1973 Gran Torino um, he Walt befriends the neighbour and he helps him reform and, it's, and it kind of leads on from that more but I won't want to spoil it for our listeners so that's all I'll say for the moment and then for any of our listeners who have not seen any of the Clint Eastwood classics, Gran Torino is one of the very good ones. And there's other movies by him that are very good as well. The Mule, for one, is also yeah. another superb um, Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. All right, Finn, so why don't you tell us why you like your movie Shutter Island? I, ha- I personally haven't seen it, so I'll be interested to hear about why you like it so much. Um, well, Shutter Island's like... It makes you... At the start, it doesn't seem as confusing, but at the end, there's a big plot twist that really makes you think. And it's a movie that you don't, you can't really tell an out of where you'll forget what the, re- the, what the point of the movie is about. And the tenseness and of all the scenes are just odd to make up the movie so well. So you like the confusing plot and um, it makes you want to pay attention. That's what you like so much about. Yeah. Very good. Set. And what's like? Is it a mur? Like, what kind of like? Why is it so confusing? Like murder mystery. What kind of things make it confusing? Well, it, what's confusing is the the timelines go back and forth. So we don't know um, if we're in the present or the past or the future because of how the scenes are cut and how the movie is kind of made into it to confuse your brain a bit. 
So, so that, do you think those confusing flashbacks are done intentionally or is that just an oversight by the movie producers? I think it's done intentionally to confuse you but also engage you a bit more. Very good. Sounds like a good movie. Oh, so you've chosen Gran Torino. That's a classic movie, the Clint Eastwoods. Um, so what are your opinions on that movie? Why do you like it so much? I, I like Gran Torino because of Clint Eastwood's character, Walt. He's quite like a like hard and old-fashioned character who doesn't get along well with some of the um, immigrant families in his neighbourhood, especially the one that lives next door. And I think I love the character development that happens with the character of Walt as he befriends the family next door and as he takes um, the next-door neighbour's boy under his wing. Um, you see him become a lot more happy and kind-hearted. Um, do you think that movie gives you a good insight into what America is today or what it was? I think it... Um, tells you about the views of some Americans in, in earlier times. But I think it's America has changed a lot. I think everyone around the globe has become more inclusive of each other now. And yeah, like I don't like I obviously haven't been to America so I can't say much about how every other American would think, but I think it is at least for a storyline and plot point of view, I think the, how the character started out as kind of hating life as such after his wife died and I think um, the next door neighbours help him turn a corner in his life and um, he becomes a lot happier and he has friends again. I just love the movie mainly because of those, the character development of the main character Walt. Although I have seen Gran Torino I have not seen Shutter Island. I know Finn has seen both, so he might be able to give us a bit more of a comparative view on the movies. Well, they are two very good movies, but I feel, in my opinion, that Gran Torino has better character of development, and we can see um, the main character, Walt, um, progresses through, becoming softer on the inside because he was a hard man, on because he lost his wife, and he was hard in his family as well. But I think the whole plot and the twist at the end of um, Shutter Island is better um, in the sense of the actual plot of Gran Torino. I think it's a better storyline. So you'd say that uh, Shutter Island would have more of an intricate plot and story arc? Yeah, well, it makes you think more than Gran Torino. doesn't really make you think. It's just like a, a good movie, but you know what's happening. Yeah, it's more of an emotive movie, Gran yeah. Torino, and Shutter Island is more of a... Plot driven, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay, to sum it up then, um, two very good movies, Gran Torino and Shutter Island. Um, hopefully, uh, this debate and discussing has added to your insight in these movies and your knowledge. Maybe you'll give them a watch again or something like that. All right, folks, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to Popcorn Opinions. I am your host, Joseph Lynn, with co-host. Finn Langren. Bye for now.
hold on to class TY4A over in St. David's and Greystones. Tune in next time for more student podcasts on Create School Radio. Thank <laughs> you.